This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As always, it's a very, very warm welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, uh, which, of course, as you should all know by now, is sponsored by ChelseaFan12.com, who have a superb website, uh, which is uh, where you can buy some very unique memorabilia signed by current Chelsea players, past Chelsea players like Kerry himself. They've also got videos of all sorts of stuff. They film... uh, Gary uh, Chivers and Ron Harris after every home game in the Butcher's Hook and put it up on their site, which is well worth a watch. But uh, apart from all of that, we have Kerry Dixon with us. How are you, mate? Are you well? Well, I'm fine, thanks, Dave. Um, I suppose I'd better start by eating some humble pie. I don't know how much you, you and the listeners want me to eat, but, you know, Alvaro Morata um, is one questioned. And I Listen, I, I, I questioned him, and I'm, there's still a nagging. I'm not going to say a doubt. There's no doubt he can play, um, but there's a just a little question mark I'll come to in a while. Um, but I've got to hold my hands up at the moment. Patrick at Stoke, goal last night. Um, yeah, great, fantastic at the moment. What he's doing? Talk about hitting the ground running. He's doing exactly that, and it appears he's starting to put the pressure on Mishy Batshuayi, who does appear to score as has been said by Eden Hazard, um, every time he's on the pitch, you know, he comes on the pitch and scores and seems to be doing better off the bench. Uh, Flashbacks to the old David Fairclough super sub days and, you know, people coming off the bench and continually scoring. Well, that's why he's beginning to make a habit of that. So long may both continue. Um, Just a nagging doubt on Morata before we get on to the the actual game and result itself. Um, Hasn't quite yet done it. This is a big game for him coming Saturday. Um, Arsenal, I think, wasn't quite there. Tottenham wasn't quite there. Scored in all in other games and played very well. Um, the nagging doubt, and I said there is one, big games. Let's see him do it in big games. Um, Manchester right. City is the next big game on the agenda. 
Okay, well, I, I'm glad you kind of said that. So, you, so basically, your nagging doubt about Morata is can he do it in the big games? And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful segue into what I want to talk about first. Because, quite honestly, mate, I, I, there are very few games bigger than what we witnessed last night in the Champions League uh, away at Atletico Madrid in their new stadium. And, and I have to say, I think uh, Morata more than stood up to that. Uh, and scored yet another fantastic goal because I thought that was a really good header he scored. And, you know, a difficult game because, you know, we clearly had to kind of... Well, I mean, I say we sat back and hit them on the counter, but, I mean, we created so many chances. Maybe that's not so true. But I thought he did very, very well last night. So would you not agree with that? Yes, of course I agree. I thought thought he did great last night. But, you know, and I say, can he do it in the big games? You know, yeah, none bigger so far. People would argue um, Atletico away. Can he do it? Of course he can do it. All right, let's just see. I'm staying with what I say. I've been, I've got egg on my face so far. Um, Might as well have a bit more. But I hope uh, I do have a bit more. He's, uh, he's got good movement. He knows where the goal is. He's learning. He's going to get better. Um, the Premier League is no easy thing to um, just walk straight into and start scoring, but he's done that, and his goals per game ratio is excellent. So, yeah, um, no real complaints, just a nagging doubt as to whether he can do it, whether Chelsea can do it uh, with their squad um, continually for the season on, let's say, all four fronts. Um, mm. And that's why I mean by that, and he's got to come in and do his bit as well. So, OK, so far so good. Um, but as I say, Manchester City is a big game, and uh, Morata was a little bit inconspicuous, I have to say, in the, in the Arsenal and Tottenham games. But uh, everything mm. else has been fantastic. Well, you know, I, I, I hear what you say, and I think I, I kind of defended your honour on Twitter this week because somebody was—I uh, mean, they, they were doing it in fun. It wasn't—it wasn't nasty at all, but they were making that point. You know, when how long will it take for for you, particularly, and me to kind of change our mind? And I, the point that I made was that. You know, you and I are men of a certain age, and we've seen a lot of football in our time. And I think what we were, what we're really saying, is we're not going to be quick to judge one way or another. Because at, at the end of the day, you can't judge a player no matter how well he's done. And let's be honest, Morata's done superbly in his first seven games for us. But you really need to judge somebody over a longer period of time. So, like a season, for example. And and I think you know, personally speaking, Kerry, I get a bit brassed off with all the hyperbole in football where. You know, one week everybody's absolutely brilliant and world class and world beating, and the next week they're absolutely rubbish because they've lost or something. So I think maybe to be fair to both of us, I think perhaps that's what we're saying. I'd like to return to Morata again uh, when we talk about Stoke because there's something I want to ask you about in in particular about his hat trick and and how he started. But as I said before, we do that. I mean, we have got to talk about the Atletico Madrid game last night. Um, I mean, I know mo- most Chelsea supporters I know have been so excited about being back in the Champions League. It's a, cr- it's a tremendous tournament, one that we all love. And nights like that are what it's all about. I mean, my, as an overview of the game, Kerry, I actually think even if we hadn't won that match, to be honest, I still would have said it was probably our best performance in the Champions League, given the strength of the opposition that we've had since 2012. Absolutely. Um, I th- well, I don't know about... You threw the last bit since 2012. I'm not going to go through various games and so on. But, yeah, it was a fantastic performance at a place where, you know, Chelsea have gone and they've done what no other English club have done. Well, actually, Atletico away. They've changed the stadium, of course, um, in the Vincenti Calderon. It was a different kettle of fish. But new stadium, and uh, we become the first English team to defeat in this competition on their own ground. Um, fantastic achievement. And I have to say, I agree with you. 
performance was excellent. Um, but what I also also have to say, there, there's lots of good performances, but Eden Hazard, um, you mm. know, I've, I've said time and time again about he's our best player and he's the one who can make things happen. It all, you know, lots of good things come from him. Not it all, but I would say 70%, 80% possibly of our positive things. You know, those good performances, you know, you look at the midfield, you, you know, Fabregas, you Bakayaku, you Matic, there's good performances all over the field. But, you know, Eden Hazard, he's the one that stands out all the time and he's the one that causes problems for the opposition. He, You know, when he's on his game, he, he is bordering world-class, if not world-class. And, you know, I thought last night he was excellent as well and um, caused them all sorts of problems. Well, I, I couldn't agree couldn't agree more, mate. I, I thought he was absolutely outstanding last night and definitely world-class. And I thought what was really interesting was that there seemed to be a determination from him yesterday to prove how good he is. And, 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 I, and I just wonder, actually, uh, you know, because we've, we've been saying, when's he going to start? When's he going to start? When's he going to start? And actually, looking back at it with a bit of, you know, it's easier to do that with hindsight, obviously. But I'm just wondering, actually, whether you think Conte's managed him and his injury really, really well, given that we saw the dividends of that last night against Atletico. Well, I always say the proof is in the pudding and, uh, you know, football is a results game and so on. And if you want to put it that way, Conti managed it brilliantly. So be it. Um, so he did. You know, let's, so he did. Um, but, you know, Hazard's performance was excellent. Started for the first time um, since the injury. Um, you know, he's played bit parts here and there and come on and still look in some games indifferent and some games great. But, you know, by and large, last night he, he was fantastic. Um, but, all in all, it was a fantastic team performance. Um, Murata's goal was great. The movement was good. And people are going on about his movement and everything else. And, you know, at the end of the day, a goal scorer gets on the end of what they need to get on the end of. Um, you know, his movement, don't make the ball the ball in. has to be good. And then you've got to have the movement. It's got to be a combination of lots of things, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> you've got to get on the end of it. And you've got to be the one to stick it in the net when you do get on the end of it. And, uh, you know, he, he did that. Hazard supplied... The pass for his header, um, great ball in. But it, you know, it's not as I've said. It's not just the one, just the ball in. It's it's, it's a combination of everything, and uh, you know that was the net result. The combination of everything last night was a two-one victory. You know, which Chelsea, I agree with you, thoroughly deserved. Uh, I don't know about the best performance ever, and so on. What you say? I mean, people argue about that. Uh, you know, for the next four hours, but. You know, it was a, it was a wonderful performance, and it made a big statement. Mm. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think you know, uh, I mean, obviously, we can pick Hazard out as the outstanding performer. But I thought it was actually, you know, a really good all round team performance. And I think what I really liked, and why I'm reminded of, you know, that wonderful period we had, uh, you know, from 2005 uh, up up really until 2012, was that you, you would see a Chelsea team go and play teams in Europe, and they would be so disciplined. And, and organised and, and really tough to play against and and that requires I think a, a hell of a lot of concentration and focus by the side and I thought that as I said it was a great team performance because of that I mean I think you're right I think we should just chip in a bit about Batshuayi because you know it's easy he's been getting a lot of stick to be fair 
But, you know, he's sticking the ball in the net and he's doing a job for the side. And, I mean, you, you mentioned Super Sub earlier on, but a lot of his goals are coming in the last 10 minutes or when he comes on. And, A, he was in the right place at the right time. And, and, and that's what you would demand of a striker, I think. But he also finished it off with a plumb. But what a brilliant team goal. I mean, the movement that set up that goal, I thought was absolutely superb, mate. Yeah, it was a great team goal. Could have been any one of three players had the ball gone from Alonso, uh, not to Batshuayi. Uh, there's three players in that particular area looking to stick <clears> the ball away, which shows the intent of uh, <coughs> pardon me, which shows the intent of Chelsea to actually go and win that game. You talk about the last minute, and there's three players in goal-scoring positions, you know, looking to win away at Atletico. Mm. When normally, you know, under previous regimes, they might well have had. You know, wouldn't be wouldn't dare nine players go over the halfway line. It'd be one lone striker chasing lost causes and sitting back and defending. But no, it was a wonderful, wonderful goal, and it, and I have to say, fitting into a football match, um, not for Atletico. I, and I again hear a word of caution here. Um, they're more than capable of coming to our place and getting the result as well. I said in the yep. Champions League, you've got to win your home games. You know, you looked at the other result. Roma have gone away and beat Corabag, albeit two one. Um, they've drawn. We're in position A after after two games but you know I think there's a lot of work to be done in this group yet and there's a lot of, mm. uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of football still to be played well, I, do you know what? Actually, that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, you know, I think we need to just, you know, steady the ship a bit here because you know qualification is not guaranteed by beating Atletico away. We've still got a lot of work to do. But I have to say that I think it is looking good. When you know, I, I'll be honest with you, Kerry. You know, before we before our campaign in the Champions League started, you know, I was wondering. You know, this is a very different side from the Chelsea side that has done so well in the Champions League in the last 10, 15 years, you know, and I did wonder, could they cut it? And and I think sometimes there is a kind of a, a reputational fear factor that builds up. And I, and I do remember the days when we would play anybody in Europe and they would be worried about playing us. And I wondered if that would be the same. And I think actually doing what we did last night, I mean, let's let's not forget here, that's the first time that uh, Atletico have been beaten at home by an English side and it's their first defeat in 11 European ties. So, you know... That, I think we've laid down a hell of a marker with that, and I don't think there'll be any team in Europe that will look forward to playing us going forward, presuming, of course, that we do get through the group, which I think that we will. Yes, I think we will now. I mean, six points, and it's a great three points. I definitely would have taken a point there last night. Um, and, you know, we've, we've discussed this group stage before. We said that if everyone beats Currabag, it's going to be about you win your home games, win your two home games, and, you know, the chances are, you're going to go through. But if everyone does that, win their two home games and beat Korobag, then it's going to be a goal difference situation. Um, we, we slightly edge that over Roma. So last night has thrown a big slant on uh, the whole qualification process with, with, with regards to us and um, Atletico. Um, they've now got to play Rome again, you know, in, in what's going to be a crucial game, pro- providing Chelsea do the business at home um, and, and, and let them let them to sort it out. The, the ball is very firm, firmly in our court and, you know, it's up to us now, um, given normal, normal, what I would say, what you would expect, like two home wins uh, at least in, in the group and puts Chelsea on the level and we're, we're, we're through. Um, and mm. looking at that, you know, we're, look, we're going through as, uh, not 11, as 12, on 12 points to home games. We're going through as champions, as uh, winners. So, so we're in a very good position, and you know, I don't think Conte or the lads are going to let that slip. So, <clears throat> it's massive in that respect out of a group that's hard to get through. But I do think that there is a lot of football left to be played here. Mm. 
Mm, okay, fair enough. Let's. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So let's uh, move on to the Stoke game from the weekend, uh, which both you and I thought was going to be tough. Um, we couldn't have been more wrong. Um, I mean, I think there's, a, there's an argument to be had that we were not actually at our best at all, but we were so clinical. And, of course, a lot of that has to do with Morata, who uh, scored his first hat-trick for the club. A uh, couple of great goals in that, I have to say. Proper striker's goal, the first one, put it away really well. But it was that second goal of his that really caught my eye, uh, Kerry. And, and a lot of people of, of my age and above have been purring about it and him. And, and there have been comparisons... Uh, already being made to to him and the great Peter Osgood, of course, and, and even a few mentioning Jimmy Greaves and dispatches. And I think a lot of that is because of his style. You know, he, he doesn't look like the fastest player at all. And, and, and he's, he's certainly not, you know, kind of a, a very modern striker, i.e. a huge unit and, and a real athlete. But he does glide and he's got such technical poise and balance. He's, well, he's great technique, but also poise and balance as well. And I think that's what... You know, people are thinking of when they com- comparing him to Osgood. It's a huge comparison to make, isn't it? Huge comparison, and uh, but I, th- I certainly see it. Um, you know, the the gait, the way he looks. You know, yeah. uh, lean, languid, sort of um, a lot of body, and uh, you know, the legs seem to be you know slightly not quite the same. But he, he gets across the turf, and I see him in a, in a in a run for a ball last night with a young defender and you know went past them as well and, and just slipped the ball past the post and you know you, you think I start to wonder has he got pace because he doesn't look like he's got pace um, it'd be interesting to find out uh, you know I know the likes of Ace Billy Quetta and uh, one or two others have got pace but you know this guy has he got pace genuine pace because he looked like it or they've got some slow defenders that athletic on I wouldn't have thought mm. so but nevertheless um, got the comparisons of Peter Osgood are great 
uh, great for him, you know. And if he can live up to the expectation, if he can live up to what Peter Osgood actually was and did, then even even better. Um, I the goal he scored against Stoke was great. Little dink went past them. Um, he does seem to have this. You look and study these people. People like you've already said are going over the top. They're, they're saying you no, know, not just him, but you know. And they're looking at the four strikers who are all scoring goals, the Agueros, the Lukaku's, Harry Kane. And they all are, they're all doing well. And I include Morata in that, making comparisons and so on. And, but, uh, you know, it, it really is a case of keep your feet on the ground, looking good so far, picking out little things. I know people are going to say to me, it's, it, it's taking too long, but I tend to... You know, Hattrick at Stoke, people say, what are you moaning about? Uh, it's, it's a wonderful achievement. Hattrick anywhere is a wonderful achievement. Um, I'm not moaning about anything. What I'm saying is the comparisons are great. Uh, if he's the type of guy that will take it all and, and just move on to the next game and, you know, take all the praise, you know, I remember Wayne Rooney having a load of praise and then he's he's the worst thing ever and, you know, he's useless and no good and, and this man went on to score more goals than any other Englishman in, in, in the national team. And he's still not very good, people are saying, I hear. So, you know, um, I, I do, like you, tend to just make my judgments over a longer period. Um, comparisons to Peter Osgood, <sighs> heady days already. Right? I think, I think to be fair, Kerry, it's more, more in style rather than, um, you know, the statistics, because, you know, clearly he's only started playing for us. But there's something about the way that he plays that reminded people, I think, of Aussie. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that at all. I could t- certainly see the similarities, and uh, I just hope he's he's as successful, or at least half as yeah. successful. Here, here, you never know. You might get a statue one day if he carries on like this. I mean, the bottom line is about the Stoke game. I, I, I think it was a huge result because, I mean, let's not forget, you know, Stoke were no mugs, and they they were a threat. I think until really we put the third goal away, uh, and United drew with them. Arsenal lost. Uh, and I think what what it, what it made me think of, given that I think what a big result that was, you know, everybody seems to be, well, I say everybody, everybody who's not a Chelsea supporter seems to be focusing very much on a bit of a Man City, Man United loving. And uh, our title challenge seems to be going very much under the wire. And I have to say, I, for one, quite like that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, but I'll, I'm one of them, you know, United and City, as I said at the start, and I still believe it, that they're the two teams to beat this year. Um, mm. They've set both of them out. City, certainly a, a, a hot pace, you know, with the goals they've scored and the style and the way they're playing. Um, people will say it's our biggest game of the season. Well, I, I think it is so far. Arsenal and Tottenham are always huge games. And, you know, many, many supporters, the traditionalists, will say that, you know, two of our biggest games of the season are already gone. But, this is a big game for us now, City, and uh, they're arguably the, arguably the team to beat. If you want to, if you ask me to down my colours to the mast at the moment, I wouldn't rule us out. I wouldn't rule United out, but City, quite rightly, are the favourites for the title and uh, mm. the way they're playing and what they're doing. So it's a massive game, and, it, and you know, I'll go back to the home game situation. Um, I expect us to win. I want us to win, and uh, you know, I, I think we can win. Um, the way mm. we are at the moment, we're a very resilient outfit. It's going to be a you know, fantastic spectacle. Should be plenty of goals, judging on the way the two teams are playing and the strikers and everyone else involved. But uh, you never know. Anything could happen in this game and it's going to be a very tough one to predict. But uh, we're certainly going into the game in a similar vein of form, not quite in terms of goals scored as them, but we're certainly going in um, 
as equals, I feel, uh, rather than underdogs. Well, that's a good summary of it, I think, to kind of get us talking about the City game. I think the interesting thing, just to kind of wrap up the Stoke game, is that, you know, with Hazard, Fabregas and Cahill coming, you know, coming on from the bench, I think it just shows, you know, that we've got a much greater depth to our squad this year, which I, I think is very encouraging. But, I mean, looking at the City, I mean, actually, and and kind of picking it up from the from the Stoke game, I and mean, the back line has changed in the last two games, Um I think largely down to the fact that Louise's unavailability in the Premier League and then availability for the Champions League. So I think it'll be interesting to see who he starts with. I mean, you know, we had Christensen and, and Rudiger last weekend against Stoke, and I think they did very, very well. And it seems to me that, um, you know, he, he he's going to play... If, when he plays Cahill, he's going to play him on the right. So I'm wondering if it'll be Rudiger and Christensen again this weekend against City, or will he plump for, you know, the undoubted experience uh, that, that Gary Cahill brings to the table? Yes, I'm going with the experience one, you know. Um, if you want to throw a kid in, then so be it. It's a massive... Um, well, custard pie, if you like, for Kay. And if he doesn't play in this one, it's... You know, everyone looks at... When when, when competition for places are tight, and everyone looks at which games you're playing. If you, do you play in the Carling Cup? Do you play in um, the league games at home? Do you play in league games away? Do you play in the big games? Do you play against the Manchester Cities and the Arsenals and the Uniteds and so on? You know, it sort of tells you what which team most managers plump for when they play against the big sides in the big games... And and I just happen to believe when it's close like this, it's a massive decision to actually leave out an experienced international um, and and put in a youngster. Um, when I when I say youngster, sort of youngster. So my thought would be um, Gary Cale, but uh, I have to say I've got it wrong before uh, this season. We've tried to predict what Conte will do, and uh, it wouldn't be wouldn't surprise me if I get it wrong again. Well, indeed, it, it's not easy to pick, is it? But I, I kind of you know. I've got a suspicion you may well be right. I mean, a lot will depend, of course, on 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 how the players that played uh, last night fare up, you know, in training before the City match. And I, and it strikes me that Conte's the kind of manager that will look at that very closely, and he won't be shy of picking somebody he he thinks is less fatigued or more informal, whatever. But I think it would make sense to me that Christensen, you know, does replace Louise, who's still banned. Uh, and then it, and you're right, it's a toss up between Cahill and Rudiger. For the right centre back. I mean, having said all that, I have to say that you know against City. I mean, City have got a superb attack, and you alluded to that a minute ago. Um, but they're not kind of great big hulking centre forwards. They're nippy, mobile strikers, and perhaps having uh, some centre backs who are more mobile and a bit pacey might be a better idea. So it, again, like you said, it wouldn't surprise me if you put Rudiger and uh, Christensen and Aspie at the back again, like he did against Stoke. Yep, nothing would surprise me what he does. Um, but, you know, if I had to nail my colours to the master at the moment, uh, I'd have to say Gary Cale would play. So, you know, um, if he doesn't, so be it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, as I've said. Um, but I'd probably... I'd go with the most experienced three I've got for what I, I feel is the biggest game of our season so far. Yeah. Well, we shall see, no doubt. I mean, I think, actually, at the end of the day, it kind of does really... Uh, you know, detail what the issue is because you know the thing that's uppermost in my mind is is how we stop uh, how we stop City's goal threat, uh, and 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 I wonder actually in a sense, Kerry, there's there's a bit of a similarity uh, playing uh, playing them on Saturday as we had with Atletico Madrid, and of course you know Conte did bolster the midfield somewhat to to counter the threat of Atletico. Um, I thought it was really interesting that he played Fabregas and Hazard together 
instead of William and William or Pedro up there. Uh, and I have to be honest, I think that worked really, really well. And in some senses, I'm wondering if 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 we might see a similar kind of game, you know, set up to counter attack, but knowing that we can, you know, possibly exploit cities. You know, they're going to leave gaps in defence because they love to attack. And I think the I think their weakness is in their defence. So it's quite interestingly set up, isn't it? In a way, I think we go in as equals, as I've said before. I think uh, it's a very hard one to predict. Um, I think the bookies wouldn't be able to split the two teams. Uh, if it was up at City, they'd be favourites because it's here. We, I don't know whether we'd be. I still think we're slight favourites at home, slight favourites. Um, but you know, if we put in a, a performance like last night, or you know. Uh, like we're capable of, then it's a city or anyone else. I mean, um, there's nothing to say the way they've started the season can't be derailed by a, a good organised performance from from a team that is equally capable of doing just what, what they did last night and and indeed have started the season very well themselves or take out the Burnley game. And, you know, I think we're more than capable. And uh, when you come to ask me my prediction at the end of the, end of the show, I'm going to... I will tell you now, I'm going to favour a, a, a Chelsea win by one. Mm. I don't know, I don't know whether that'll be 6-5 six, six, or 4-3 or 2-1. Or, or two, <laughs> two, well, it's it's funny you should say that because, you know, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really, really hard to predict. But, you know, right here and now, I, I see goals in this game, you know, because I think we're good in defence, but I think that they've got some superb, superb attacking players and they will come to attack. They will not sit back. But equally, I think that, you know, we're, we're in a vein of very clinical form up front at the moment. And I think that we will create chances. And I think that they will leave gaps at the back. I think that they are, you know, vulnerable defensively. So I do see goals in this. And actually, I wrote down 3-2 to us. I see, I see it being, you know, tight in a sense because it'll be the old goal. But I reckon 3-2. That's quite incredible because I was going to say 3-2 Chelsea by the odd goal. Well, there you go. Um, that's Great minds and I mean, all that, Kerry. Before, but that's a- well, that, listen, great minds were wrong at Stoke. Great minds thought a tough game, so <laughs> possibly a draw, and we went through once. But nevertheless, great yeah. minds thinking alike, 3 2 Chelsea. You know, I'll think yeah. exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. See, of course, having said that, it'll be a nil nil. You know that, don't you? <laughs> no chance. I don't believe that for one moment. Nil nil, I'd say that's virtual, virtually an impossibility. Yeah, uh, well, I, I I have to agree with you there, mate. But I mean, in all seriousness, how, how do you, how do you think we stop them? Because you know, I you know, I think clearly we need to score more goals than them. So how, how do we stop them scoring more goals than us? No, listen, uh, that's what Antonio Conte gets paid millions for. Um, the likes of me, uh, you know, not going to be able to tell him that. You know, at the end of the day, that you've already hit the nail on the head. We've, we've got to score more goals than them. And whether it be one, whether it be two, whether it be three. As long as that particular tally is more than them, then that's almost required, and um, mm. that's where we are in this. I, I don't know if we'll be able to stop. I've always said the brilliance of Eden Hazard on his day can make the difference. Well, they've got some brilliance in their side as well. You know, the Agueros, you know, <laughs> Sterling on his day. I'm not going to say brilliant, but you know, can be effective. You know, Jesus. Um, you look at David Silva. You, you know, they, they've got so many good players um, mm. on their day. Yeah. They they can be great. And, We've got similar players. So how do you stop them? If they, if a brilliant player performs brilliantly on the day, it's going to be very hard for anyone to stop. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And that goes for all yeah, the absolutely. greats throughout all time, starting from Pele and all that. If they perform, very hard to say, how are you going to stop them? You know, you, 
the Italians tried to stop Pele winning the World Cup one time. Diego Maradona, you know, won it. You can't stop brilliance. And uh, we've got brilliance and they've got brilliance. And uh, let's hope all the brilliant players play. Getting caught up in a rant here. But uh, if that happens, we're in for a spectacle and it'll be 6-5. Yeah, exactly. I, and I mean, you know, I'm really looking forward to this because, I mean, it, it does have the makings of a classic if if all goes to, to what we're saying might happen. And... Uh, uh, you know, I mean, it was such a special night last night. I mean, I, I was so pumped after watching that match, and uh, I hope it's the same on Saturday. Um, the, the one thing I would say is that, you know, I don't know if you noticed this last night, but uh, Morata had, uh, I think, his left ankle quite heavily strapped up and, and iced up, so it looks like he took a bit of a knock. So hopefully he'll be able to shake that off before Saturday because we really need him, I think, playing, don't we? Yes, without doubt. I'm still not convinced. Um, no disrespect to Batshuayi. Seems I'm knocking everyone, but you know I'll take a bit of convincing. I have to. I have to be honest. Um, mm. Out of the two, I think we need Morata to start. Um, that would be a big blow for us if he doesn't, and uh, that would, uh, I would think, slightly tip it in their favour. I'm not going to not going to predict that they would win, but you know it would slightly tip it in their favour if we uh, lost a player mm. like Morata, who's in such sparkling yeah. form. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, one thing I meant to ask you, actually, when we were talking about uh, Morata's first hat-trick uh, for the club, um, of course, you scored one or two. Do you remember how many you scored for Chelsea? Possibly nine, nine, ten, somewhere around there. Not bad. Eight. I, there I, you go. I, I, was, I, I thought it was around the match balls that I got, but I could have picked one up from somewhere else. But, uh, probably probably nick one, ball. mate. I don't blame you. Probably, um, probably no, the, the order of... Yeah, the order is Jimmy Greaves got 13, George Hilston got nine, including one double, and then you and Bobby Tambling both had eight, Ozzy and Lamps got five, and then Jimmy Windridge, Joe Bambrick, and Diego Drogba had four each. So how about that? So you're not you're up there, mate, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, it's nice to be up there. Let's hope Murata gets just, up there somewhere. And, uh, too right. Just, just shows what an, amazing, what an amazing player Jimmy Greaves was. He got 13 hat-tricks for us. That's quite astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, his, uh, his goals per game ratio is absolutely astonishing. And uh, in four years at the club, absolutely fantastic. I think he got 130 in four years. Yeah. Um, phenomenal. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Uh, sadly, I was too young to see him him play for Chelsea, obviously. But my mother-in-law, bless her, she used to go to... Uh, she was a, well. I don't know. Don't think they had season ticket holders then. But she used to go to Stamford Bridge in the fifties. So she saw Jimmy Greaves play and and win and see us win the title. So there we go. Anyway, without us wallowing in nostalgia here, uh, I think that we've said what we need to say about the City game, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we will win. Uh, I'd settle for a one nil carry, let alone three two or a six five. Let's hope we do it. No doubt you'll be there. Yeah, I will be here. Excellent stuff. Well, look, enjoy enjoy the weekend, enjoy the match. You and I will catch up again next week. And uh, just on a final note, uh, remember uh, our lovely sponsors, ChelseaFan12.com. Follow them on Twitter at Fan12Chelsea, I think it is, or Fan12Chelsea12. You'll figure it out. Anyway, great site, loads of memorabilia, loads of videos. Check them out. They're lovely people. Kerry, as always, it's been a huge pleasure talking to you after a great night last night, and I look forward to catching up next week. Will do, Dave. Have a good weekend. You too, mate. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.